We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app 97.1 fm talk on demand audio 97.1 fm talk this is wiggins america Talked to Ian Camacho from Look Ahead America a couple times and wanted to have him back because you guys, Ian, you continue to do great work. Thanks for being here. Thanks again for having me on, Ryan. Appreciate it. So I'm looking at the different things in this uh, in this report that you've put out here. Is it is it focused on the Wisconsin Election Commission stuff? Because I see a lot of other things that I want to ask you questions about, though. Um, well, that's one of the projects we're working on, but. Yeah, we are looking at a bunch of states in this report, uh, Wisconsin being one of them. But we also have Arizona, Georgia, North Carolina, a couple other states in there. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking at that that in particular about uh, those states and double voters. What have you found as far as people who've either either they voted twice or somebody else voted on behalf of them again? Right. So we that's what we're checking into. Um when we bring it to the attention of the DAs or the clerks or the Secretary of State, we say it's possible this person's a victim of fraud, but it's also possible that they were the ones who double voted. Um, we, one of the ones we, I think we actually mentioned on the previous call, uh, with Wisconsin and Arizona, we confirmed one uh, in Yuma. Um, we just, we, back when uh, 2000 Mules movie like came out, um, they were taking credit and saying, oh, you know, this is because of our movie. And the sheriff said, actually, no, it's not. It's not related to your movie. Um, but I do know one of those 16 cases that they announced is one of our guys. Uh, actually, it's a woman, but I won't go too much into the details just until the investigation is done. But she had voted in Marathon County and in Yuma, Arizona. Um, we showed the property records. We showed the vote records. We showed the national change of address. We showed, like, this is the same house. Here's some articles with there. Like, we, like, here you go. Right, check into this. Um, so that was kind of cool to get confirmation on the Wisconsin side, being like, "Yeah, we checked this out." The Wisconsin Election Commission. Um, it was it's validating, right? And the people who in the media were poo-pooing our work and saying, "Oh, it doesn't prove anything," or "There's no evidence whatsoever." Uh, it was nice to kind of say, "Nope, you're wrong." Here's the official source. So that's in our report. Yeah, Ian. How how widespread do you find this particular issue of double voters, specifically in the states you're looking at, uh, North Carolina, Wisconsin, Arizona, Georgia, Florida? Is this something that is widespread, or is it pretty isolated? Uh, in terms of it being like, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's in the millions or thousands. Um, that being said, we only looked at very small subsamples because we were doing statistical analysis, right? So we, you know, we picked a few hundred uh, out of the giant pool of potential voters who were flagged uh, because they had moved. 
And out of those, we found a handful of those were double voters. And so I was like, well, we have this evidence. We should at least pass it off to the authorities as suggesting. So um, there's definitely more than are being reported in the media. That's for sure, because they say it almost never happens. But these also haven't been widely reported, right, mm-hmm. like the Yuma one did. Uh, Wisconsin hasn't announced it. So as far as you know, it's only happened in Yuma. Um, the ones in North Carolina haven't been announced. The ones in Florida haven't been announced. So it's definitely underreported in the media, that's for sure. So you're finding some, but you're also looking at small sample sizes that, if extrapolated, would end up being quite a few throughout a given state. Sure. Uh, would it overturn, like, a presidential election? Probably not. But would it overturn a local election? Possibly. Um, it very well, I mean, it really only takes... You know, the, the election's really close. It only takes like one or two votes. And like I said before, you know, you now need two people to overcome that one, you know, illegal vote, right? Because mm-hmm. you got, you're canceled out. And then I would need to vote the same way you did in order to make up for that vote. Um, so, yeah, it, it very well could affect local, county, uh, municipal elections. So that's kind of what we're bringing forward. And, you know, we just want to bring the receipts. And that's what we were providing here in our last report. Let's talk about Yuma since you brought that up. Ian Camacho is with us. Look Ahead America's director of research. Yuma, Arizona, I I would say it was probably about a month and a half. I I may be a little off with the timing there that I was seeing their name pop up a lot that I think it was, is it the sheriff there that said, we're really going to deep dive into what's going on in our county? Yeah, that came out around, uh, I want to say it was in May. Um, but we'd actually submitted this particular double voter back in, I want to say it was November of 2021. Uh, we actually held a, in a voter integrity rally uh, in December of last year um, over in Arizona and gave it to, a, at the time, I don't know if he's, he's still AG for now, but uh, AG Bernovich over there. Uh, never heard back from him. Um, but then later, yeah, Yuma did go and say, you know, we're looking into 16 cases um, of different kinds. Uh, that's the one I'm, we know it's, that's one of the 16 cases. I don't know if anything else we've submitted their way. Um, but yeah, that, that's been out for a while. And that was having to do a lot with the, uh, there was like a primary voter in Arizona and that kind of got, got attention brought to it by 2000 mules, uh, through the vote. Dinesh D'Souza, all of them. That's kind of why they became like national at that point. Okay. Um, let's move beyond double voters, and I want to ask you about felons who have been voting. Which states are you looking at there? Uh, we're looking at a few, um, but in this particular one that we put in this report, it was just—it was really egregious. It's a guy who voted in Georgia, uh, but he was on parole in Florida uh, for forgery, by the way, um, and he uh, registered uh, while a felon. And cast a ballot. And depending on the version of the role uh, of the voter roll I read in Georgia, one says he was rejected, one says he was accepted. Um, so it kind of depends. I know they kind of corrected after the fact, but uh, he at least attempted to cast a ballot. That's for sure. Um, and he was on parole when he registered. Um, so we did send it off to the Georgia Secretary of State Investigations Fraud, of Fraud Department. Uh, they still have that case open. I'm, I follow up with them every couple of weeks, and they say we're still working on it. So that one, you know, because usually if it's dismissed, they tell you pretty quickly. They're like, yeah, there's nothing here. You know, thank you anyway. Um, so that is it's, – it's just validating for us to say, okay, a lot of these were questionable. And, and why? Did, and it's, what, 2022 now, right, Ryan? Like, and these still haven't been looked at. I was on the impression that these were all getting looked at and flagged and, like, nope, nobody caught these. No. So that's why we're trying to bring these to attention and say, hey, look, this guy – you know, this should be looked at, right? Like these are a lot of things that the systems aren't catching. 
Um, volunteers on our team are what is making this happen. But a lot of people are just sitting on this supposed evidence they have and aren't sending it in. So that's why we've been trying to push it. But it is it's slow, but we're being patient and trying to just keep, you know, uh, people who are following our work um, up to date with everything as it comes out. Yeah. And Ian, with Look Ahead America, I mean, you guys are doing this is bipartisan. This isn't necessarily you're, you're trying to find Democrat votes. You're, you're trying to just look at things that everybody should agree. Yeah, we shouldn't have people who voted twice. Or we shouldn't have things that are against the law happening within our elections. And, and when you're looking at even issues like this, we talked about the double voters, but with felons, is this another issue where Yes, we we found this one guy, but we're looking at a small sample size. There could be more. Yep. We're we're focusing on one because we've got the facts here. Absolutely, we have. I mean, we've also uh, there's ones that we've submitted. Um, you know, at a certain point, like there's just so much energy you just try to put in. Cause we're we're trying to hit so many different things. Um, but I I've submitted one. I've submitted one before. There was a woman who had been you know arrested previously for like defrauding her mother of like tens of thousands of dollars or something like that before she died. A lot of actually people who we flag do tend to have criminal histories, which is kind of interesting. Not all. Um, I, you know, and sometimes we don't know. Are they the victims of it? Was it just an honest mistake? Was it clerical error? We don't know. We just say, hey, look, take a look at this. This got flagged. We don't know if you caught this. Um, and we, yeah, it, it, and as far as the bipartisan aspect of it, uh, yeah, some of the people we've submitted are Democrats, but also some of the people we've submitted are Republicans. Um, some are flagged as third-party independents. So, and we don't know how they actually voted. Right. We just know that that's what they're registered as. And we're saying, take a look at this person right. um, because it could have affected, you know, it's something to look at. And I think a lot of people haven't been taking it seriously, but we do hope more people are starting to look at it on their local and state level because that's how you clean stuff up. But until that happens, that's what and that's why we're trying to go very by the book and submit all the evidence and do it the right way, not just make grand claims and never like do anything with it. Yeah. So yeah. That's what we do. Well, that's one of the reasons I like talking to you is because I, I think this is one of those issues that a lot of people think either it, they turn a blind eye to it and say, well, this stuff never happens, or they look at it and say it's so rampant that they're just hopeless. You know, our our elections are so gone that there's no fixing them. And I think there there really is is truth kind of in the middle of those things to say that, well, more light is being shined on the dark stuff now than ever. And it's actually very encouraging that organizations like yours, Look at America, is doing this kind of stuff. Let me let me end on this, Ian. When you're talking to these states, you know, Arizona, Wisconsin, I think are the two we talk about the most, but you guys talk to quite a few different officials at different states. Which states work with you the best? Which ones are, are looking at this and saying, yeah, we want to reroute this stuff out? And which ones are the hardest to work with? That's a good question. Um, well, I will say this. Right now we're focusing on Wisconsin because that's something that we can actually have boots on the ground for. Okay. Um, so we've, you know, we've contacted the various clerks there. Some have been responsive. Some have been actually super helpful. Um, and some have not been. Uh, and right now we're having people file formal complaints. We're submitting the evidence saying, hey, go ahead and you know, file against this person. We do it for you. We even reimburse them for the notarization and the mailing and the printing and all that. Uh, which is great because we want to get people involved on their local level. Here's how to go about filing a formal complaint. Here's how to go about doing it. Um, and so we're, because our organization's really always been about empowering the average person so that they can get involved and make a difference in their community. Um, so Wisconsin, despite the issues there, does have a lot of avenues that a lot of the other states I have found haven't. Um, to your question, as far as which ones are difficult, I have found Pennsylvania's uh, probably one of the harder ones. Michigan's one of the harder ones. Um, the ones that are kind of work with us better, 
the ones I had the most hope for, I guess I would say, are Arizona, uh, Florida, Wisconsin, and Georgia, actually. Georgia, their Secretary of State um, investigations have actually been working with us pretty well. So those ones give me the most hope um, for the future. Well, that's so, good to hear. Yeah. That's very good to hear, especially about Georgia, because they don't have the best reputation on that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, it's also election season, so that could have something to do with it. <laughs> that's so. true. That's very, very <laughs> yeah. true. Uh, Ian Camacho, Look Ahead America, Director of Research. You, you said that you're volunteer-based, so if, if people hear this and they're inspired and they want to get a hold of you, how do they do that? So they could always come to our website at lookaheadamerica.org. Um, they could sign up to be a volunteer. Um, if they can't do that, they're always welcome to donate, even if it's you know like $5 or something. Um, we also have an Amazon Smile, if that's too out of your way and inconvenient for it you can you know purchase something helps us um because you know those notarizations uh of the you know the complaints the filing all that that does cost money we try to keep the cost low um we also have other events going on as well uh we have a january 6 vigil going on tonight at the dc prison with mickey whithop the uh, mother of ashley babbitt um so we have all kinds of things going on all the time if you check out our website at lookaheadamerica.org or go to our discord we have a, a over 3,000 members on Discord at discord.gg slash lookaheadamerica. And uh, you'll see me on there with uh, some other people. So it's a, it's a great time, a good way to get involved. Yeah, Ian, always appreciate your time and your work with Look Ahead America and uh, hope to talk to you again soon. I'm sure we will. It's been a real pleasure, Ryan. Thank you so much for having me on. All right, Wiggins America, more on the way. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.